Hello, I'm Charles Kervis, Australasia's passion provocateur. Welcome to this week's episode of The Charles Kervis Show. Being recorded, it's episode 27 on the 27th of September. I love synchronicity and numerology. In this week's show, the one big idea is to understand that your attitude compared to your skill is far more important and that great companies are constantly searching for team members with great attitudes. We'll explore that in the show. Stick around. This show is predicated on the formula of SA plus P equals S. Self-awareness plus passion equals success. Since 1993, when I left my successful legal career to become Australasia's passion provocateur, I have spent my much of my life, most of my life, provoking, educating, inspiring, teaching audiences, big, small, in conferences, in workshops, to understand the power of passion, to understand how amazing each one of us is when we let our passion out. I've also helped people all around the world through the books that I've written, through workshops, through conferences, and through one-on-one executive coaching. This show is also influenced very much by Socrates' famous quote, the unexamined life is not worth living. You can see I'm wearing my red jacket if you're watching this on YouTube. Of course, if you're listening as a podcast, you won't see my red jacket. In each show, I explore one big idea. I've already introduced that one big idea to you, but I keep it as one big idea so that you don't have to concentrate on too many aspects. And if you get one idea a week by watching or listening to this show, I think it will add great value to your life and to those around you. Each week I share some practical resources with you. A joke, a quote, a song, a whole new way of looking at a song, a health tip, a spiritual tip. This show is not politically correct, and this show accepts that we have a spirit, a spiritual element. The human spirit is so amazing. So there is a spiritual element to the ideas that I'm sharing with you, not just a mental and physical element. So before we get to our big idea... What's happened in the past week since episode 26? Well, Julie and I have had the joy over the last seven days of shifting two offices and our home into new premises. And all of you will know what that means, how time-consuming that is, the new muscles that we find, all of the nails on our hands that are broken, the rough hands, the joy of throwing out crap that we no longer need, the surprise of throwing out stuff that you think you don't need, and then you say, gosh, where is that? Anyway, it's 98% done, and those of you who have done it, which is most of us, understand what a joyless task it is, but, well, it's not so much joyless as 
as it in- interferes with everything, but I'm quite confident that for both of us, it will make us much more effective. During the course of these shifts, our Victorian government has continued to show its incompetence, ineptness, and I accuse the Premier and his ministers of lying because they have all turned up at this inquiry that the government initiated and they all say they don't know who made decisions. I say they are lying. And some people have said to me, you shouldn't be talking about politics. You shouldn't be expressing your views about what's going on. I say I should be. I say that this is a crucial element to the future of this country and to the planet. There's no point having wonderful personal performance and the world and the, and the country is going to pieces because of poor government. I'm expressing my views on what has to happen for good leadership, for good teamwork. None of that is happening in this Victorian government. The federal government in Australia and federal governments around the world are very variable in their performance, but the Australian federal government I'm also critical of because it is enabling the Victorian government to do its outrageously bad performance by saying nothing about it, by Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister, wanting to appease Daniel Andrews. Bad strategy, Prime Minister. I call you out on it. I call on you to change how you handle the Victorian government because they are a bunch of liars saying that they don't know who made decisions. I also point out in social media that the Victorian government is magnificent in how it controls the narrative so that in certain surveys that are taken, a majority of Victorians think that the Victorian government has done all right. That is very much social media influenced, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and I call upon people who are unhappy with the Victorian government performance to speak up on social media and don't worry about the trolls that criticise you for daring to criticise Daniel Andrews. Anyway, while all this shifting has been going on, while all this inquiry has been going on, sometime today the Premier is going to come out and make another announcement and it, whatever he says, you can no longer, you can no longer believe anything that he says. So the, ignor- the ignoring of the government for expert advice from doctors is, is, is simply breathtaking. But in the meantime, Julie and I have managed to do some exercise. I have ridden my bike almost every day. So I'm in good, reasonable physical shape. And I'm enjoying life. I have to say, I am enjoying life. And to make it even more enjoyable, it's time for a sip of coffee. Because as you all know, for regular listeners and observers, I love coffee. And so does Stephanie. So if you need good good service, good supply of coffee machines, send me an email to charles at covest.com and I will introduce you to Stephanie. Now, for today's big idea. Before I tell you about that, I invite you to subscribe to Passion Points to Ponder. That's at covest.com. To subscribe to this YouTube channel, to subscribe to the podcast, to share the YouTube channel and the podcast through your network so that if you like these ideas, this one big idea that I share, please 
share it widely. To discover more about the self-awareness and passion quest for group coaching and one-on-one coaching, I invite you to go to charlescoves.com. And for corporate programs and for public programs, the website is coves.com. Now for today's big idea. Attitude versus skill. Who is the winner? What do the best companies focus on when picking team members? Attitude or skills? The answer for top quartile companies from all of the research around the world is that the best companies, the great companies, pick people primarily on the basis of their attitude. They obviously need a certain level of skill, but it's attitude that is the determinant. In Australia and in most Western countries, however, most companies pick people based on their skills. And so take on board this idea that if you want better team members, focus on attitude. Now, why is this the case? Why do the best companies focus on attitudes, not skills? The answer is that your attitude on a moment-by-moment basis has been dictated by, has been developed by your entire life. Someone who's coming to apply for a job with you, that person's attitude from circumstance to circumstance is dictated by what they've experienced in their whole lives. In earlier episodes, I've talked about the subconscious mind, how the experiences in our subconscious mind, what I call your swamp, are locked in there and they dictate your behavior into the future unless you do personal development, unless you go on the self-awareness and passion quest, unless you learn how to not be dictated to by your subconscious responses. That's where attitude comes from. Skills can be taught and learnt much more easily than changing a person's attitude. I have coached clients. I have helped friends whose bosses and these clients that I've coached who have had very poor bosses and leaders whose attitude left a lot to be desired. They got to their position of leadership because of their skills and their attitudes cause untold grief untold harm to people that they lead. I, in my work, have helped such people shift their perspective on such bosses. And in fact, I might do an episode on five steps to help you design a strategy to get rid of a boss who is a problem. Now, this dichotomy of attitude versus skills applies whether you're hiring somebody or whether you're applying for a role, or whether you're a consultant providing your services. How do you demonstrate to a prospective employer or someone who's going to retain your services that you do have the right attitude? Because again, if you teach the person who's contemplating using your services, hiring you, that you do have the right attitude, that is going to be influential in their decision to pick you 
and not somebody else. Now, this is particularly relevant in the economic downturn that Victoria and Australia is going through, let alone the rest of the world, because there is going to be so much unemployment. There are going to be many more people competing for a reduced number of jobs. I say to you, if you want to be attractive to employers, to successful companies that are employing, learn how to demonstrate that you have the right attitude. Now, if you don't have the right attitude, you better do some work on yourself. Otherwise, you will simply be a labourer where attitude doesn't matter, where there are some jobs where they will just take anybody, you can clean the gutters because they're not going to test your attitude. But if you want to get anywhere in life, you better start working on handling the issues in your subconscious mind so that you shift your attitude. Now, I've been talking about attitude. Well, I'm going to share with you seven desirable attitudes so that you really deeply understand what does that actually mean to have the right attitude. And from the 50 plus years of business experience I've had, the 27 years as Australasia's passion provocateur, head of commercial law at the 10th biggest law firm in Australia, I think I can speak on this with some authority. So, seven desirable attitudes. Number one, overwhelmingly, be willing to take responsibility. This is such a huge issue. I've talked about it in earlier episodes. I will expand it more in subsequent episodes, but this whole idea of taking responsibility is the opposite of blaming everybody else for what's happening. Number two, be willing to be held accountable. Now, Daniel Andrews says, I'm accountable, but he is not willing to be held accountable. He mouths these words, I am accountable. It doesn't mean anything. It is meaningless drivel from Daniel Andrews. Do not say those words and not be willing to be held accountable. And there is a distinction between taking responsibility and being accountable. Those two words are quite different. Responsibility is internally generated. Accountability is externally imposed. Number three, own your mistakes. When you make a mistake, speak up about it. Own it. Don't try to deflect the blame to others. And that willingness to own your mistakes takes courage and is a wonderful way for you to grow and develop. And remember from earlier episodes, if you aren't growing and developing, you are dying. The fourth attitude, volunteer to help others. In your workplace, anywhere in your life, where do you volunteer? Where do you only focus, where do you show that you don't only focus on your own needs? Number five, speak the truth. That's a scary one. That's a, that's a whole episode in itself. But be willing to speak truth. That demonstrates a great attitude. Number six, be passionate, be committed. Be enthusiastic, regardless of what's happening. Number seven, care about your colleagues. This is such a powerful idea. Caring about the people with whom you work 
even when they don't always do what you would like them to do. Caring about other human beings changes the dynamics in any team and in organisations. Organisations with high levels of caring are great organisations. Not every time, but mostly. The last point. Every company has a unique culture because every company is made up of a group of weirdos. You've heard me talk about who is a weirdo, and the answer is you, and everybody around you, and your parents. Each one of us is a weirdo. So the culture in every team, in every organisation, is unique. And some attitudes, some desirable attitudes, will be more valued than others in different cultures. You need to understand that when you're seeking a change of role, when you're seeking to work in a company, or if you're leading a team within a company, say what attitudes would serve the culture that exists in this organisation. So, there you have it. Attitudes, attitude versus skills. Who is the winner? I say attitude. But you have to keep developing your skills. And that reminds me of this week's joke. The CEO comes up to the new junior in the office who is standing beside the paper shredder. And the CEO says to the junior, do you know how to work this thing? And the young fellow says, sure I do. So the CEO hands over the piece of paper. The junior puts it through the shredder. As it's going through, the CEO says, I just need one copy, thanks. (laughs) You need to understand what the difference is between a shredder and a copier. And so you do have to keep learning your skills because all the equipment that's arriving in our lives keeps changing. So you have to keep developing your skills. Don't ignore your skill development, but attitude is the winner. My song for the week, when I'm talking about attitude, is that wonderful song by, sung by Frank Sinatra, High Hopes. Next time you're found with your chin on the ground, there's a lot to be learned, so look around. Just what makes that little old ant think he'll move that rubber tree plant? Anyone knows an ant can't move a rubber tree plant. But he's got high hopes. He's got high hopes. Listen to that song, High Hopes. Just imagine if every day you wake up with an attitude of high hopes. When you listen to this song, reinforcing it, your attitude of having high hopes. It leads to my quote for the day by the famous Zig Ziglar. It's not what happens to you that determines how far you will go in life. It's how you handle what happens to you. And that, my dear viewer, listener, is a matter of attitude. My spiritual tip for you is this. Volunteer to do something in your community. Give of yourself to your community in some way. My health tip for you is to learn new techniques for breathing. You do not breathe perfectly. What would that look like? There are exercises like pranic breathing, like box breathing, 
take an interest in the way that you breathe because most people are low on oxygen and oxygen and the way you take it in is a crucial determinant of your energy levels and your energy levels are crucial factors in your productivity and the value that you can add to the organization you work for to the people around you so we're just about done think about how this week's big idea can be used by you to transform your life in this show i want to provoke you and motivate you so that your desire to live a magnificent life constantly builds so that you can make the contribution to this planet that you deeply deeply are passionate about i again invite you to visit our websites covest.com charlescovest.com covest.com for public programs and corporate programs if you want online coaching of your teams get in touch and for the self awareness and passion quest to take you on a quest of discovering more about yourself that will help you live a life that fulfills you and nourishes you come to charlescovest.com my books are available on the website passionate people produce and passionate performance my next books are getting close to completion so i'm looking forward to announcing when that's coming that book is regeneration the first one there are a number after that but regeneration is the next one to be released subscribe to passion points to ponder subscribe to this youtube channel and to the podcast i thank you for listening and watching and until next week may your week be full of passion full of challenge full of laughter full of a deep awareness of whatever happens to you like zig ziglar says it's your attitude to what happens to you that will determine how you experience this week i hope you have an amazing sensational week thanks and bye